This is Ray Gelato and this is Gelato's Parlor, um, my series of podcasts. And uh, I just wanted to hear something before we get started because I've got a very, very special guest on the show today. Buongiorno, caro Ray. Buongiorno. This is Mr. Anthony Paledri, the boss of Baritalia, the boss of Soho. Well, just part of the Paledri clan, you know. <laughs> so how are you today, mate? Great. I'm having a great day. Uh, um, you know what? This is a song in the background, which they're hearing is Baritalia, which I wrote for you. Uh, and it was a, I was delighted that you, you asked me to do it. And, uh, you know, I actually went to Brazil uh, a couple of years ago and somebody asked me to play the song Baritalia. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's a great song. <laughs> you know, I think it's a, it's a great work of art because... What you do is you manage to you manage to capture the cafe as it is, and you know to mention my name, my father's name, Nino, and my brother Luigi. Um, you know, it's just wonderful. I think it's it's a great work of art, Ray. Oh, thanks very much. You know, it, I, I, I was so happy to. We'll, we'll get on to other stuff in a minute, but I was so happy to write a song because it's when you do something like that, you, it's such a challenge to do it. But I've been coming here since the '80s, you know, the early '80s, and that's probably why I understood what the thing needed. It needed an Italian vibe, but a London vibe too. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. But we, you and I have been friends for 30 years. And, we, you know, in, in real terms, we've grown up in Soho together. We have. We have. That's what I was going to touch upon. Where, do you remember, right? Because this is an in- interview. It's a, the, in, on this podcast, you know, most people, most of the episodes are me just rambling on about stuff, you know, music <laughs> stuff or whatever. But I really enjoy it. You're, you're actually my second guest. The first guest was a Spanish sax player. And you're, I really wanted you on you know kind of as a prominent guest because you are ma- a massive part of Soho you know and a, and a part of, of something we'll touch upon in a minute maybe a shrinking scene you know the whole family atmosphere and uh, not the corporate thing at all but when when that's what I was going to say when, when did we first kind of meet because we have been friends for so many years and I can't remember well I, I started working in Baritalia in the early 80s I was 16 years old I was raw out of school didn't do, didn't do particularly well at school, but always had that ambition to join the family business. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I was lucky enough to meet all my teenage idols that I used to go and see um, the Suggs in Madness, used to see Adam Ant, uh, used to see Kylie Minogue, and all these, all these great people that I, I, I adored as a child used to come in and buy coffee. That, you know, that's amazing because this... This place is a, a real institution, and I've met, you know, obviously Suggs here and many people as well. Tony Bennett's been in, isn't Absolutely, he? Yeah. <laughs> Georgie Fame was in two days ago. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Rupert Everett was in yesterday. Right. He's just finished a play. I've had David Bowie in. I've had so many people. We've had, you know, Barry Tyler's been used for lots of film shoots. Barry Tyler's also been used in other uh, uh, recordings and records. And, you know, we're very lucky that we're four generations of the same Paledri family, and we're still enthusiastic about it as running it today as we were and we've just celebrated 70 years as you well know Ray yeah I know and I sadly missed it because I was in Italy doing a concert myself you know but at 70 years when you think of it that this is a family business right in a, a an increasingly corporate world an increasingly corporate London and Soho and you're talking about all these people coming back whether you've got the celebrities or the locals or the characters people don't do that with chain places they don't do it and uh, and it's so, so sad when you see the the the, uh, the decimation of Soho and you've got this here as to me this is one of this and Ronnie Scott's are the last bastions of what this place should be and should continue to be and I'm very worried it won't be this way in time you know well I've seen a massive change you know as I said to you I've been I've been here since the 80s and 
the 80s were particularly different. It was like the sex shops were closing and cafes were opening. And I can only just say it in a strange kind of way. It changed from being black and white into colour in the 80s. And it was fun. It was a playground. It was when music was, was really vibrant and it was happening. It was also the cafes were opening and we were going through a massive transition. But I do fear for Soho. I do really do fear because we are a, we are a, only a handful of, of uh, sole traders and family businesses left. And as you said, there's Ronnie Scott's, there's Camisa, there's the French House. Um, the Groucho Club is still here. There's Maison Berto, the Algerian coffee shop. You can actually name them. You can uh, name them on maybe one hand or Absolutely. Now. And but what's the other one on uh, Lena Stores? It's still there, isn't it? Yeah, Lena, and Lena Stores, stores the yeah. Italian, I mean, yeah. Cuts have just had a revival, which is brilliant. They were the hairdressers that did Bross and a lot of film stars and, yeah. and, and, and musicians. But, you know, I do employ people to use these places and, and, and frequent them because without you, you, you customers we, we, we would be nothing well I looked at it this way that we'd be nothing without you guys because what, what I love about this place is the whole family atmosphere as, I, as I've said you come here you're always here you work your nuts off part of my friends you do your dad is still here Nino was I've known him since you know before time almost and Nino still comes in and you've got Louis, Luigi and it, I think people just love that family business but uh, I'm just amazed at how hard you guys work to keep all this going and, and you, you create such a nice I'm not just blowing smoke up yet but everybody says that you create such a nice thing like we've come in with a band after Ronnie Scott's and you've laid on food for us you've never taken a penny and that is so rare now now you you, you can't imagine any this doesn't happen in the corporate world it, it's a reciprocal thing isn't it we all help each other well absolutely you know? and you know uh, not 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 trying to blow smoke up yours but it's people like you that make my day go quickly and uh, you know um it make my day happy meeting friends having a chat you know uh, sitting outside while you're having a cigar but Coming back to your original point, we are a 24-hour business, so it is particularly difficult. Um, but there is one other family always here. And you would be very, very hard pushed to come here and not find my brother Luigi, my father Nino, my mum Vera, my sister Veronica. But we do, uh, and Luigi's, Luigi's children, uh, Francesca's with, with, with me during the day. Um, and his two boys, uh, Louis and Anthony, are working at night. So we still maintain this family bond. But... Soho is a friendly place. For, there's nowhere like Soho, and I've been doing it for 40 years, coming to the same street. You never get bored of sitting outside. I mean, two days ago, I was sitting outside and Kate Moss came in, yeah, and we I had a photo the behind the, the bar, and it's just lovely. You know, down to earth, really nice people. It, it, it really is, and it's, it's, like I say, you never get bored. You know, I can't work at home. You know, I'm a musician, and I'm always doing my business. I'm always doing my emails and the Dropbox stuff and whatever you have to do now to keep the band going, all the social media. And I do most of it here, don't I? You do. I, I light up a cigar, right? And I do it here. Now, if that wasn't here anymore, I don't know what I'd do. And I live in a nice street in Ealing. It is a family-run street almost as well, Northfields Avenue, but I can't do it there. There's something about Soho that they say with Manhattan, the similar thing with New York, they say you get the energy. You get the energy here still, you know. Well, if ever I was rich enough to retire, I've always thought, what would I do? Uh, one, one thing I'd really like to do is write a book about my 40 years in Soho. But I'd like to be rich enough to be able to come down and sit outside Bar Italia, yeah. meet my friends. But I ain't rich enough to do it. Well, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> neither am I. But I'm, that, I'm doing it to get my riches. <laughs> but, uh, and, and sit and talk to friends, and that would be how I would spend most of my yeah. day. 
well, hopefully we can do that one day, mate. You know, we'll be older. We might be doing a little bit on the side and we'll, you know, but the, the concept of retirement for people like us, I think it's almost impossible. One, financially, but it's impossible because I think that, you know, I've seen you for years and you're a, a very active human being. You like to do things, you know, and I'm, I'm the same thing. But I, I look at the band in a way, what I run, uh, as a similar thing to, to you. It's, it's a dying industry, mate. It's a yeah. dying industry. It sounds yeah. sad to say, but it's an industry that when our generation don't do it, I can't see the younger people taking up the mantle of this kind of thing. No. My band, I'm trying to run it like a family atmosphere. You know, we're always accessible to the audience, as, as you are and your brother and your dad and your mum. And I think that the same thing, that the, the, this doesn't mean to be negative, but the scary thing is it, the world is moving in such a different direction. I, I, I wonder if you think we're dinosaurs? Um, I'm beginning to realise that things in the catering business are moving quicker than I am. And... Uh, in real terms, at the age of 54, I do feel like a dinosaur in the catering business because things do move so quickly. And you either get it completely right or you get it completely wrong. And Soho yeah. is very unforgiving in that way. Yes. You know, you see places that open and they'll get it right in from the beginning. I mean, there's a place across the road, a Sri Lankan restaurant, they, they, they're, they're smashing it. But then you'll get a place, I mean, there's, uh, there was a place up the, uh, the top of the road, they spent a lot of money to reopen it, flavour buses. It's just, it just died a death. Yeah. And it, I think it's the same in music, Ray, you know? Um, you know, you get it either very right or you, or you or you get it very wrong but you've obviously got it very right because you know we sit outside here um in in the summers and when we can and everybody always comes up to you and, and shakes your hand and saying you're great and they love your music you've got a great following uh, uh, you know I, I guess i have and i'm i'm fortunate in that but what i've found is is that uh so many people I started with, Tony, has fallen by the wayside. They're not there anymore. They're out no. of the business. There's only really a handful of people I started with that never made it to the big time. We, <laughs> we've, we've stayed under the radar almost, so we've yeah. been a cottage industry of building up a smaller thing. And most of those bands that I started with are not there anymore. Some, some have died. You know, I know yes, they have. Yeah. We're not that old, but some yeah. have, 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 have passed on because they were older than me at the time. And some just ain't there. And I'm just, like your thing, that's where I'm trying to draw the parallels. It's just incredible, really, in this sort of world that we're still out here, you know, all of us doing, doing this, and thank God we are, you know. Correct, but we're very lucky. We're sitting, we're sitting overlooking Ronnie Scott's as we're talking now, and, you know, you do see real mu um, musicians in Ronnie Scott's. That's where you go. Absolutely. I mean, Georgie Fame's over there at the moment. We saw he, him come in the other day. That's right, and he looks great, and yeah. he's still playing. Um, but that's raw talent. Yeah. There's nothing that's done in a studio that's all mixed up and, and, and messed about with. It's raw talent. You You're a raw it. talent. And all those people that go to Ronnie's, they're there, you know, because they're talented. That's right. They're, they, they're talented and they've studied and they grew up in a time which I was just, I was on the cusp end of that time where you could have a training ground and you can learn. Yeah. Like in the restaurant business and the catering business, you, you only learn by doing it. Someone can tell you and it means nothing. You've got to do it and you've got to make those mistakes. And the same with the live music scene that Georgie Fame started in and I was on the cusp of that. We learnt by playing. We learnt by trial and error. You play to two men and a dog sometimes. <laughs> you, you play to a packed audience and you didn't understand how to, how to get them going. So it's it's... Just a, it's just a, a, the training ground is the thing that I'm saying now. I think it's sadly gone in a way. Well, well, I suppose it's about apprenticeships and, you know, people don't do them anymore and don't learn the game really. But, uh, you know, what's nice is that Ronnie Scott's is in safe hands. Yeah. Sally Green now and Michael got it. They've got it up and running really well. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm, unfortunately, uh, 
I was uh, I was here the day that Ronnie actually uh, the day before Ronnie died and passed away. Um, he came in and uh, oh, tell us about. That's very interesting because I loved Ronnie. I yeah. knew him and I loved him. Well, yeah. I knew Pete King and Ronnie, and I knew all the boys that, that were there. You, you know, know, if Pete King didn't call you the c word, he didn't like you. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. I, I've got a dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little about Ronnie when you the last recollections of him. Um, Ronnie used to come in and he was very, very quiet, um, very pensive. I think he liked to play the horses. And he'd come in and order a cup of tea and just pay for it and walk out. You wouldn't get a conversation out of him. You know, he was very engrossed yeah. in, in, in what he was thinking. Uh, but I was in the restaurant uh, and I was behind the bar. Um, and Ronnie came in and he said, can I have a large vodka? And I thought, wow, that's a bit strange. And he, he sat down on his own and drank it. And then he said, uh, give me another large vodka. And this was in the afternoon. And uh, I thought, God, this is very strange for Ronnie because uh, I only serve him tea. And unfortunately, uh, you know, he had a problem with his mouth and his aubergine. And uh, I think it took its toll on him. And uh, I never saw him after that. Do you know, that's so sad. It, um, it, it is because I used to see him, obviously, at the club but over here. And the funny thing is about a week before... He, he, he died. I was in a... Do you remember a Chinese restaurant in Beaufort Street, King's Road, called The Emperor? Oh, yes, I do. Near Red Steiner. Yeah. I was in there <laughs> for a birthday party. Might have been mine. I can't remember. No, it wasn't mine because it was in December, but it was somebody's. And Ronnie came in with a very, very elegant-looking lady who I believe had left him very soon after. This was a week or so before. And I said, hello, Ron. And he said, hello, Ron. You all right? You know the way to speak? Yeah. I said, you, 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 how are you, mate? He goes, oh, I'm all right. It's the world. That's the um, last thing he ever said. Is that what he said? So that, that is, is, it, he was a real part of this, you'd see it. But again, that generation are, have gone. Yeah. He, he, all those yeah. people that worked over Ronnie's, you know, Monty, Ricky, uh, uh, they're obviously not Colin, there, but so many. Moses. So many when that, that, the old guard of Ronnie's quit. So many died. Monty was, that, Pete, Pete lasted a year, didn't he? Pete King he died did, a year yeah. later. Monty died about a year later. Yeah, I used to see Monty coming out at six, seven in the morning. Yeah, you know, just like virtually walking out the club, and you know, like you could see how tired he was. I mean, it, it was a, it, it was different the club in those days. You know, it was it was different. Uh, it was, was more spit and sawdust. It very 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 much so. They they definitely you know it definitely got got slicker. But I believe you know you hear varying things. Oh, it's not like the old days. To me, the old days was what it was then. Yeah. And the new people, when Sally came in and, and different management, and Leo Green did a good job of it as well. Yeah. Remember, Leo took it over, <laughs> and then Simon took it over, and, 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 and you know, with the management. And all these people did a good job of it, you know. They, they, they contemporised it a little bit. And um, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they still, I mean, bless them. Club's still going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to see Buddy Rich play, and that's going oh, back a few years. Yeah, mate, I, saw, I didn't see him. I did. There. I saw Buddy Rich play, and then you can go from, you know, the eighties when you know, when I saw Buddy Rich play, right up to uh, Prince and George Benson have yeah. played over there. I know, and you saw Arturo Sandoval as well, the oh, fantastic wonderful. Cuban trumpet yeah, player. Yeah. No, I was. I used to see a lot of people. I didn't see Buddy, but I saw. Let me think. George Coleman. I saw Tony Bennett over there do a little. I, I was. I. Played up, I opened up for him. He did a benefit, did you, did a benefit you? course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm standing downstairs by the toilets with him. You know, with yeah. Tony Bennett. I says, "Hello, Mr. Bennett. You're, hey, hello. You know, you look great. Yeah. Didn't, didn't change, but but you know, it, my dad will take you back to Gerard Street with Ronnie's. You know, yeah. and the musicians that were all looking for work, but." You know, coming back to Soho, you know, we're very lucky that we're in amongst all of this. We are. You know, it's a little village. It's it, it still is. It has its village qualities, and 
Ray, you know, I've been lucky enough to see Italy win the World Cup twice in Bar Italia when, and, and join in the festivities with thousands of Italian screaming fans. And, you know, it made the front cover of the Evening Standard. There was 5,000 fans and we didn't have any confetti to throw around, so we got all the pasta from the kitchen <laughs> and threw it all over the crowds outside. And we had no pasta. Un- uncooked. Uncooked, uncooked, yeah. But, you know, and then, then, then there again, you know, that was the happy day. The sad day was when Cafe Nero op- uh, opened across the road from us and I realised that day that the corporates were moving in, Soho was becoming big business and people were going to pay big rents. No, absolutely, mate. I, I remember when that opened as well. There used to be a clothes shop on the corner there. Reese, yeah. I bought a beautiful white over white, right? <laughs> white. Ca- almost white, not a camel, a white overcoat in there, yeah. like the uh, Untouchables, the sort of mafia overcoat. Well, but, but we had the cigar shop for all the hoods that went to buy their cigars. Yeah, there used to be on the corner, Coleman, Coleman and Cohen. Right, right, right. You know, I, I go before because butchers. Yeah, uh, ENG, the Australian wine store. That's amazing, but all the you know when you think of it, I mean, for, this is for another time because we'll, we'll wrap in a minute. Because I know you're you're a busy guy. You've got to get on. You've got better things to do than no, bullshit with well, me. Well, listen, I've always got time for We're you. We're going to do another one about the old gangsters of so. I'd like to talk to you about that and how what your dad's recollection was. Well, you'll need my dad up here. Should, should we get Nino? Would yeah, he do yeah, it? Yeah, he will talk to you all about it. Do you know? I that mean, this was great. the famous street where it all kicked off between Jackspot and. Uh, and uh, Albert Dimes. Dimes, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, they smashed each other on the head with weights from the from the shop on the corner. Yeah, didn't they? that's another story. Oh, mate. Well, look, we're just ending up with a little bit of Bar Italia as well. And uh, God bless you, Tony. You know, you're one of my best mates. Likewise, and uh, and, and, and uh, I just really appreciate your your time on this show. And you know what? We're actually getting uh, some listeners in America. I got an email yesterday that said it was it, it's getting a little bit. You know, people are starting to listen, so it's it's brilliant, and they'll they'll love this because you'll you'll get some people coming as well. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, we're going we're gonna to sign out. I've been talking to uh, my very dear friend, and uh, I call him really one of the kings of Soa, uh, Mr. Anthony Poledri, uh, from Barrett, from, well, actually from Little Italy. And uh, this is Gelato's Parlor. If you like it, please go on Apple Podcasts and leave a little review, but continue listening and take care of yourselves, everybody. Say bye, Tom. Arrivederci. <laughs> Arrivederci, Roma.